you know, it's easy to look at so many other women in your life, on social, on just any random day and think, oh my gosh, she's totally crushing it. She's chasing her dreams and think, oh, well, she probably has a ton of help and her husband has to support her so much. I know that I can't ever leave my kids or get out from underneath my house or any of the other things that I'm running around doing every day to actually do anything for myself because I don't have that same kind of support. So, meh, good for them and woes for me. The truth is, though, we all live in the exact same world and we all have the exact same struggles in one way or another. Inside today's episode, I'm sharing eight tips for you to escape the mentality that you have to have a cheerleader for a husband to make it all happen. Because let's be real, Blaine doesn't have any pom-poms, ladies, and he certainly doesn't wear a skirt. Ready to hear how to get after those dreams, even when your husband doesn't understand what you're doing and why your dreams matter? Let's get started with today's episode. Systemize your life with Chelsea Joe. That's me. And this is a podcast for modern women who are eager to live with more meaning and less overwhelm. We're about to tap into some fiercely meaningful relationships, bang in organization and time management strategies, and a rock solid plan for our personal well being with functional systems to those problems we all go through. Girl, If you feel like you're watching life go by from a window on the Hot Mess Express, then it's time to roll up your sleeves, dig in, and get your life out of the chaos and into confidence. Before we jump into the meat of today's episode, which it's going to be so, so good, please make sure that you have something to write with. These tips are going to it, yeah, I'm giving you eight of them. And at least one of them is totally going to be something that you need to start doing. So I just want to make sure that you can actually walk away with something meaningful from this episode. So make sure that you have something to write with. But before we jump into that, I want you to know that one of the best things that you can do for yourself right now is to go into your emails and type in the search bar chelseajoe.co and look for the replay email that I sent you for the workshop that you've already signed up for but haven't actually watched. (laughs) Yes, that one. I can see you not watching it over there. (laughs) Because here's the deal. If today's episode intrigues you at all, then you need to watch the workshop. It dives into all of the ways that I work with Blaine, my husband, and what it actually takes to be a team. There's a huge portion of the workshop that really talks about this and gives visuals to what this looks like and what my goals are and how I approach it. And if you're like, what workshop? I haven't registered for a workshop. <laughs> then let's make this real simple. Just go to chelseajoe.co backslash workshop and you can grab instant access with just your name and an email address and you can start watching it today. Okay. Now, I need to do a very big disclaimer. In the intro of this, I said that Blaine doesn't have pom-poms and he doesn't wear a skirt, which is 100% accurate, but he really does support me. Um, Blaine is incredibly supportive of the work that I do, and I'll say that he always has been, but it's not what you think. 
it's really, it's really not like he doesn't love systems. He doesn't love communicating. He doesn't love everything that I love. We have a very normal marriage where we don't always understand each other and we have disagreements and we fall victims to our selfishness on a regular basis. And his dreams are not my dreams. And he actually cares a lot about his dreams. He's a major achiever and he's super, super good at being laser focused, but oftentimes it's not on the things that I want him to be focused on. And so I have to navigate this life with him just like every other person does. And I want that to be super clear. You know, I have to figure out how to leave him with the kids when it's the last thing that he wants to do every single day that I say I'm going to go into my work block. Just the other day, I was trying to leave for work and I did a couple extra things in my AM block and I got back from the grocery store late, which I normally do on the weekends, but Bailey had been sick and like it just didn't work out. So I went during my AM block one morning and I had been like really on the verge of getting like this eye strain that sometimes can lead to a migraine. And so normally when I go to the chiropractor, it just gets rid of it. So I booked a chiropractor appointment and like I had to go. And then I had to start my work block and we're, you know, trying to be really good about me getting my work hours in and treating it like it's an actual job where I have to show up, I have to be on time. And I brought the groceries home and I was like, I have to go. Can you put these away or will you put these away, please? And he just looked so irritated and I got like guilt tripped basically. And that's not what he was trying to do. But immediately the mom guilt kicked in because I just wanted to stay home and make his life easier and take care of all the things but I truly did have to go. And so, you know, I have to navigate all the time where I'm in this position. It's like, I'm working. I have an income. I have a community. I have a passion. I have dreams. And you want me to stay home and put groceries away and take care of sick kids because it bores you. And, you know, those are not his words, but that's what I think. And that's what I feel. And so I have to navigate that all the time. Blaine does not show up in his little cheerleader costume saying, yay, it's time for you to go to your work block. Go work, mom. Sometimes he's great about that. And other times he's just not. I know in my heart that he supports me through and through and through and through. And so I just want to be really clear about that. But for all of those of you that are listening that don't have that feeling, I want you to know that I feel you in my bones and I see you. I spent five years of my life chasing dreams that were not supported at all. I was a mom and I was basically raising her by myself, but I was living with her dad and he wanted me to not succeed more than anything in the world. And that may have not been his intent, but for whatever his own personal struggles were for him in his life in that season, that's really what it came out to be. And I literally had no help at all. I dealt with a lot when it came to growing my event-based business because that's what I was doing. I had a dream, a big dream and a passion to, to put affordable weddings together for people and affordable baby showers together for people. And frankly, it was worse than not having any help at all. It was actually like I was living in a space where I was living with somebody that was really having a lot of struggles and those struggles came out in a way that were belittling to me. And I had to face that every single day of my life and learn how to rise up into the woman who one day became 
the woman that I am now. And it was hard. It was really, really, really hard. But with all that said, when I was mapping out December's podcast episodes for this entire podcast, this topic was laid hard on my heart. And that's why today I'm going to give you the eight things that you can do right now, like today, on your very own, regardless of what your support system looks like, regardless of how much your husband believes in your dreams or not, to be able to actually move towards them. Even without the support of your husband that you think you so deeply need, I promise you it is absolutely possible. Okay, what do you say we actually move into the eight tips now? All right, here is tip number one. This is probably not going to make you happy that I'm saying this, but it really is what changed everything for me. You need to read the book, You Are the Girl for the Job, Daring to Believe the God Who Calls You by Jess Connolly. And let me say this title again, because I misread it still to this day. It says, Daring to Believe the God Who Calls You. And I always misread that and misinterpret it to mean daring to believe who God calls you to be. But that's not what it says. It says, you are the girl for the job, daring to believe the God who calls you. And this is not a business-based book at all. It's really not. And it changed my life. I love this book so very much. It gave me the confidence to believe in all the things that I knew I needed to be doing in my life. It's the best book. Get it on Audible. Pop it in your earbuds download the audiobook from iTunes, wherever you get them, or actually buy the book and read it. Or do both. It's a must. Number two, don't fight. Don't argue. And trust me on this one. When it comes down to wanting your dreams to be understood and validated and heard and supported, like all of that, you can't, you can't force that to happen. You can't fight it. You can't argue it. I've tried a lot for a long time in many ways, a lot of ways, like too many ways and it doesn't work. <laughs> I, I definitely am a fighter. I fight hard for what I believe in. I fight hard to keep my body in shape. I fight hard to keep my internal health at optimum capacity I fight hard to keep my house clean. I fight hard to keep my babies nourished. I fought hard to bring my babies into this world completely unmedicated. And I fight hard for what I want for myself. And sometimes that means I fight a little too hard. So you have to learn from my mistakes and know that you have to resist the urge to be upset at your husband for his lack of support. And you're like, okay, well, then what do I do instead? (laughs) Well, that's tip number three. Okay, so that's tip number two. And it takes a whole lot. And that's why it is its own tip. And then tip number three is to be positive. Instead of being upset, focus your energy on what you can do to communicate with respect on how you're feeling. In the most forward way possible, you have to tell him what it would mean to you to have his support. And it has to be done with positivity and respect. You have to frame all of this in a positive way if you want to get a positive response. So it could sound something like this. Hey, babe, it means so much to me when you support me. I know you have so much on your mind. 
with work and I love how hard you work for us and I love how much you support us. Last night when I asked to work on my blog for two hours, I felt like it was a really great time for me to do that and you seemed really annoyed. You kind of got a little upset. How would you like me to ask you that differently next time? Or you can say, when would be a better time for me this week to get two more hours in? That's just like a random example, right? But you really have to think about how you're structuring your language. And I, I know sometimes like this thought will go through your mind, like, why does it have to be this hard? Can it just be easier? But don't bother yourself with that. Don't bother yourself even going down that road. Spend your energy and your time thinking about how you can actually pose your language to your husband in a way that's honoring and respectful to him. And I'm just going to leave that with that tip because we're going to get into a little bit more of this, okay? Tip number four is to be patient. The support that you want is not going to happen overnight. And so you might not get the response to tip number three that we just went through that you want. Those conversations have to be posed in the most honoring way possible. And and as you're working on it, they're probably going to have to happen over and over and over again for months and maybe even years. Like we are still, I am still having to, it's never, it's like, it's literally never going to end. And so you need to get it through your mind and, and into your heart that this isn't about what he owes to you at all. And I'm guilty of that hundred percent. And so I have to check myself all the time. You have to be patient. Okay. You have to be patient and you have to wait. I promise you it will come. So being patient, if that is your problem right now, as you go through and you hear these tips, like just put a big star next to it, circle it, and just focus on that one thing. Maybe you need to do all eight of these. Don't try and do them all at once. Really sit down and look over these and see which one speaks to you the most. And that's how you're going to know which one to focus on first. Okay, here's tip number five. I love this one so much. I have it labeled as work hard anyway. (laughs) And that really is the truth of the matter. Like tip number five is to work hard. Like believe in your own dreams and never ever wait for the validation of your idea from him to be the reason that you start. Like just go get after it. Do what you need to do. Your husband has his own journey and so do you. And honestly, there's just so much in this world that you need to be a part of in order to be everything to your kids and to him. So go show up for it. Work hard at it. And I think oftentimes we wait on other people to give us the validation. And for me specifically, I'm looking to my husband for that when that's not the way that it works. You've been called to do certain things and it's time for you to figure out a way to make them happen. And we can't have this crutch of, oh, well, my husband doesn't support me. And I'm not saying go out and do it against his will. That's not it at all. And to do it begrudgingly, not at all. It's just find a way to make it happen. Use these tips to really start to strategize what's the best next step for you. Tip number six. (laughs) If you're a praying woman, pray. There's so many women that feel guilty around this, this whole area that they shame themselves spiritually not just like in motherhood and like in their home and they start to feel bad about it and they accept the shame that other people might give them and it turns into this whole like cycle, but they also shame themselves spiritually and they hide. And I don't, I see it happening over and over again and I did it for years. I did it for so long. I mean, 
this really wraps back up to go back and do number one. <laughs> number one, read that book. If you're in this place, go and go and read Are You Girl, Are You the Girl for the Job by Jess Connolly. You have to. But really, just honestly, pray for his heart, pray for yours, pray for confidence, pray for patience. Believe in what you've been called to do, truly. Like, and I don't just mean like, oh, pray for it and ask. I mean, pray for it like you believe it. Like, pray for it like you believe it, like you mean it, like there is no shame at all. Like, none, no shame. You show up with confidence, stop, right? Just stop and and just release everything that is surrounding you in what's holding you back from your dreams and just pray it out. Pray it out every day, okay? All right, number seven, be direct. And then <laughs> I've come to find that this is hard for a lot of women. Um, not all, but a lot. But just be direct. Like, if you're struggling to have support from your husband and all these other things are going really well, maybe this one is the one that you really needs to lean into. Have you asked him point blank for his support? <laughs> have you? Because that's what you need to do. Just ask him, hey, I believe in this thing. I want to do this thing. I'm going to do this thing. These are the hours when I'm going to do it. This is what it's going to look like. I want your support. Will you support me, please? Just ask him. He might say no. He might be harsh. He might dismiss you. He might hurt you with his words, with his attitude. But remember, that's on him, not on you. You are working to be a better you. And all you can do is ask and move on. That's all you can do. All right, here's tip number eight. This one's hard. This is a hard tip, but it might be the most impactful one. And it might be the one that actually brings the most change. If you are in a really, really hard place, and you really don't feel like the support you have, I really want you to look at this tip. Tip number eight is to inventory yourself. What does that mean? (laughs) I want you to really ask if you're feeding this fire. Are you encouraging his behavior by being his mother instead of his partner? Are you so hungry for his love and his support that even when he gives you negative attention, you eat it up and play into it? Do you respond with long text threads whenever you're out and he sends you something nasty or he gives you some dirty remark about why did you leave the dishes a mess or you didn't do this or you didn't do that? How do you respond to those things? Inventory yourself, right? Are you overbearing? Do you emasculate him and strip him of the confidence that he needs to be supportive? Ooh, that one's hard. Because for a lot, a lot of you listening, there's probably a small token inside of you where you're like, that's totally me. You can't skip this step. You have a lot of power over what's happening in your life. And you just have to take the time to, to stop and look around and to look inside You have to be willing to do this kind of self-inventory 
to change what's happening to you. So much of what's happening to you is because of what you're doing yourself. This takes a lot of journaling. It took me years of journaling. It took me years of sitting in a space where I allowed so much stuff to happen to me. And it wasn't even just allowed. I basically was asking for it by the way that I, my choice is. What I was opening myself up to over and over and over and over and over again. And, and really, I didn't know that that was even happening until one day I was like, wait a minute, I just made this decision to really choose honor and respect over fighting back over giving into the negativity. I stopped with being overbearing. Like it's crazy how much changes when you just focus on what are you doing? How are you responding? What do your words look like? What are your choices doing? There's so much beauty in every single one of these eight tips. And I promise you, your dreams will be in your hands before you know it. If you take the time to go back and look at which one of these you should be focusing on first and second and third. Don't forget to watch that workshop and feel free to pop back inside of the Facebook community to hash out any questions that come up in the process or any questions that you have on today's episode. As always, ladies, it's been super fun hanging out with you here in my closet. (laughs) And I look forward to catching you right back here on the very next episode of the Systemize Your Life podcast. Hey, before you go, if today's episode was meaningful to you, I know it will be for others. So please head over to iTunes, subscribe, then leave a review so more women can join our community too. And did you know that you can have an incredible impact on the women in your life? That's right. All you have to do is share what you learned today. Take a screenshot of this very podcast, tag me, and post it in your stories. What do you say we make a mighty breadcrumb trail for all the other women around us so we can make a change to the culture of how we care for each other and ourselves? I'll look forward to connecting with you over on Instagram. Until next time on Systemize Your Life with Chelsea Joe.